This is another episode on the Lockdown Series on the Women Who Sport podcast. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors who have helped us set this podcast up. So that's Sharon Martin, who's provided the intro music. The song is called Girl, Daughter of Scotland, which you can find on Apple Music or YouTube. And it's also on the outro. Virtual Wealth, an insurance company in Edinburgh, who gave us some funds to set up the podcast. And to Badge of Shame Clothing, who have supplied our artwork. Always be proud of who you are, In today's lockdown edition, we are joined by Kyra Edwards. Kyra is a Great British rower and has a road at junior, under 23 and senior level, picking up both silver and under 23 bronze medal at world championships. Kyra has Olympic aspirations and as a youngster is certainly putting her mark in the squad after tearing up at the recent Olympic trials. Unfortunately, with COVID-19, the Olympics has been postponed, but hopefully she continues in a trail of greatness. In this pod, we're going to explore what it's like to live life as a full-time rower and discuss LGBT and race topics. So, Kerry, you got scouted to row through a talent ID programme at the age of 13 whilst you were still at school. Is this something that you'd always wanted to do or had you not really heard about rowing until this talent ID or the ID scouts kind of came into your school? Um, so I, I literally didn't know anything about rowing. I went to a state school, which is like very unheard of rowing and rowing doesn't really cross like many lips in a state school. Um, but I did like this indoor rowing stuff um, and we did like these little indoor rowing competitions um, and I did quite well at them like like regionally and stuff and like in the Midlands or whatever um, and then I was like oh, okay like I I could like maybe do this like oh this is quite good like um, maybe I'll go in like to a rowing club and see if I like it um, and then I went to a rowing club like Nottingham rowing club and then I like was there for a bit um, and then um, like the GB rowing world class start talent ID stuff um, like got in touch because um, they're just they're based at Nottingham too and then we're like hey um, do you want to come and do this like quite seriously um, and then I didn't once I was kind of on that kind of ID thing I didn't really have a, it was either like you do it seriously or you don't do it at all kind of thing um, and so then I was kind of like in it so I kind of just like kept on the journey of doing rowing um, but yeah I don't think I ever would have like um, I don't I don't know if I would have carried on rowing if I wasn't like um, like kind of in a program that really set you up for success and like um, the main aim was to like go into the GB rowing team and so like that was kind of like what I had in my mind because that's what I was told I was supposed to do um, and then it was then I started to find it more and more fun. Yeah I agree I don't think rowing's a sport that I personally couldn't do for fun like <laughs> when I started rowing that I was rowing for a goal and to achieve something rather than oh my god this is what I want to spend my weekdays and my weekends doing so mm. do you know like you when you have like people that retire and they, they go back into sport or they go and play social netball and things like that I would never retire and choose to play rowing or sorry, not play <laughs> rowing, but like choose to row yeah. just because of the the demands of it even at yeah. a, a kind of friendly level it, you'll be so got, unfit 
Yeah. And if you're already unfit, it's so demoralizing to go and do some <laughs> rowing. So you have to like do it properly or don't do it, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. As a 13-year-old, was that difficult to go into, to be doing a sport where like at that age you were already thinking about getting an Olympic medal? My dad was quite intense. So I guess I kind of got used to that. Um, so uh, I didn't really find it that difficult at the time. I think I found it kind of cool that I was getting all this like attention because I was good at rowing or something. Um, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm quite good at this. Um, I don't think it got hard until it got really serious. Like at 13, it wasn't, it was like, okay, this is like far in the future and this is kind of what you want to do. And then when it started to get serious and I started to like have goals and not reach them, I think that's when it got really difficult when I was like, uh 16 I like really wanted to go to worlds uh like junior worlds and then um I didn't make it um and that's when it was really difficult because that was kind of what was expected of me and then I was like just I was just off like I was a first, like the next person in kind of thing so that was like um that was when it got really difficult um but at 13 I think I was just enjoying like riding the wave and previous to rowing were you into any sport before that so I played um like football for like Knott's Forest I was in the academy, not Forest, and so I like, kind of did both of those for a while. Um, like I did like um, football and rowing for a while, and then like it got to the point where like my Julie rowing, my rowing coach Julie was like, "You gotta, you gotta choose which one to do," um, or basically like either stop, you either quit football and carry on and row properly, or like quit rowing. Um, and I was like, okay, I think I've got more of a future in rowing, so I'll do rowing the demands of the sport and the amount of training you expect to do and the load put under your belt is crazy. So I remember mm. transitioning from rowing to rugby and the amount of training you expect to do in rugby, I was like, this isn't very much. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm confused. Usually mm. I'd be at my third session today and, mm. and sometimes with rugby you only train once a day, but mm. that's kind of all you need to do or, or, or in terms of like the adaptations that you need to make, one session a day is all you need. And, mm. and then a skill session, for example, is a, a, a very different role drawing, I think. Definitely. I think that has like, um, well, that's definitely part of why I love it sometimes too, because like you can't, you can't really do too much and sometimes I'm quite like addictive person I'm like oh yeah I want to do this I just want to do loads of it um and like so it has like it's like pros it's like and it's really quite simple sometimes like the more miles you do the better you get sometimes but that's very like um simply put um and like obviously not always true but like it is kind of a sport where if you just do especially when you're a junior and when you're younger as you the more you do the better you get and like the more likely you are to go and be successful um that gets quite different when you get to like senior level because it's like everyone's kind of at their limit of how many miles they could possibly do a day um and so you kind of have to do them like really well but um that like that's so it kind of has pros and cons that kind of idea of um like yeah just doing lots of lots of it you know so the way that rowing works you you kind of get scouted to the sport and you learn the sport and the trade in your single now in rowing, you've got singles, doubles, quads, pairs. You've got lots of different boats and lots of different categories. For the listeners that don't know much about rowing, could you explain the difference between the types of boats? So you have like sculling and you have sweeping. Um, sculling is where you have like two oars, like one in each hand. And then sweeping is where you just have like one oar and like, um, and you hold it with both your hands. Um, so sweeping, you can get to like eight, like big boats, like an eight, um, where you have like eight rowers and a cox. And then sculling you can get a single 
where you're just on your own and you can kind of row on your own. But then uh, there's like where you can have like pairs and doubles um, and fours and quads, which are like both like, so one is sculling boat and one is a sweet boat. What would be your preference or what's your kind of goals? Ooh. Do you like um, competing in both events or one in particular? Um, I think it's hard to say because I haven't had, I haven't actually done, um, I haven't raced in every single boat actually. Um, but, um, I really, really like being an eight because it was like a real like sense of like a team. And I really enjoyed that. And I really liked the idea of like, like the energy you can get when like you're in the middle of a race and there's like eight other people around you, like wanting the same goal and like you can feel everyone just wants it and wants, and wants it for each other and together. It's just like electric, like, um, like they can't think of anything more special and you're like, you're just pushing your body to the limit all together and kind of closing your eyes and hoping you're like cross the line first for each other um I think that's like so special um and if you get that right with the right eight people that's really really amazing um but then at the same time if you get that wrong with eight other people it's just like a real tough time and a real like mess um (laughs) (laughs) um but then and so then, then like sometimes like you just want to be the single and do your own thing and not have to worry about too many people and not messing up for other people, um, and then everything else is kind of in between. Um, so it like really kind of depends on the day, but I think um, if I, if like to get it right, I think I'd love to. I love racing in eights; they're really fun. Because you do get some rowers that their ultimate dream is to win an Olympic gold in a single. And yeah. in my head, like I couldn't think of anything worse because that is so <laughs> much time on your road. Whereas mm. others, it's like, no, I, I want to win in an eight or I want to win in a quad. Mm. So yours would be to win Olympic gold in an eight. Uh, I mean, you take any gold medal. Yeah, but... Exactly, that's kind of the thing, isn't it? I don't, I don't think I have any. Uh, I don't think I have. I'm not going to be picky if I win Olympic gold in any boat. So I think it'd be hard for me to even like pluck up a boat but um I think racing is most fun and mate and so and um I think that yeah there are definitely people who don't like think the absolute opposite and can't imagine anything worse than running the other people um so um for me yeah for me I definitely say like the more the more the merrier as long as they're all good eggs. How does Olympic qualification work in that sense like does the GB book qualify and then coaches mm. select who fills it or do you qualify exactly. as an individual? You qualify as a boat and then the boats can be like changed as the discretion of the coach. So you can so be in the qualifying boat and then not be in the exactly like travelling boat but that's so difficult. And yeah. your boat would qualify at a world championships the year before is that right? Correct so the yeah Correct. The qualification regatta matches is the same as um, the worlds of previous year. So last summer was qualification regatta, and then really? you have to and come then... like top. Um, like it's different for each event. Some of it's like top eight. Some of it's like top five. Some of it's like top eleven, depending on like the boat. Um, and then if you're outside of those spots, you don't qualify. And inside those spots, you qualify. And then you have another chance to do a qualification regatta a few months before the Olympics. So it, once the boat's qualified then, you have kind of GB Olympic trials and they were a couple of weeks ago, weren't they? Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, like just before lockdown, um, 
we were like in the absolute deep dark depths of Olympic um, qualification selection, um, like uh, in the squad. Um, and so that was like, we did all the hard work of selection and then literally like, we were in like the last few days and then they were like, okay, um, I'll go into lockdown. <laughs> and so that was just like, oh God, it was so stressful, but yeah. It, before lockdown was announced, you were abso- absolutely smashing your trials. You did pretty good in them, didn't you? Uh, I did okay in the single trials, yeah. So like that actually exceeded my expectations. Um, so that was fun. Um, you came third, am I right? Yeah. So third yeah. GB women, which is amazing at your age as well. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we had like some seat racing. We were in the middle of seat racing, like final seat racing. Um, but when when we decided to shut down Cavashim and shut down the training centre. So yeah. for, again, for the listeners that don't know much about rowing, the trials usually work in your singles. So every athlete will race in their singles. And then from that singles race, they'll get seeded. Now, within those seeds, you will then be put into crew boats and then you race in those crew boats and the personnel within those boats kind of get changed around and they work out the fastest combinations. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So basically all swap seats and see who's the fastest and we were doing that and it was like a windy, horrible day and it was all cold and um, we had to be there at the crack of dawn and like... um, we, we had like three days to do we did one day and then the next day we came in and they were like um yeah we're not doing this anymore so mentally how do you prepare yourself for seat racing so like from mm. my experience at juniors um this was like probably one of the most brutal days like in the rowing calendar year because you would race number of 2ks you would and you wouldn't actually know what the limit was whether they wanted to race five two k's ten two k's and it would just be a brutal mind game how do you prepare yourself for that um i think we were well, i felt quite lucky that all the people we were doing state racing with um we were like we've been with the whole year you know so there was there were four of us and we've been training together all like all throughout the rest of the year and um I think we had quite a lot of mutual respect for one another, which was really good. So um, um, we kind of knew each other quite well that we could kind of, we knew what to expect when we got into a boat with one of them. And for me, I'd rode with all of them before. So I had like um, a fairly clear understanding of like what was going to happen when we went, like we raced and that made it a bit easier um, because there was only three people I could row with in a double because it was in doubles. And so it's kind of like, okay, well, I know what's going to happen. I just have to do that and then just do another race after that and then just do another one. Um, and so for, for, for me, that wasn't, wasn't that difficult in terms of like, um, uh, like mentally preparing to like be with different people. But it was just like what I found really, really stressful is like these races, like literally are what they're going to choose the Olympic seats off. And that's like quite crazy. It's like, like you have to kind of find a way to go to like a really deep place like again and again over a few days and like prepare yourself for like a really big performance and then like settle down and do another one um and that and and like it has to kind of be your best every single time and that's like really difficult um and really demanding on like your mental and physical like abilities um 
so that's what I like that's part that I found really difficult um but I kind of just prepared for that um I tried to have fun with it um which is really really difficult but like that was kind of how I tried to approach it was I was like okay like I'm supposed to actually quite like the sport I quite like racing um I quite like these people who I'm going to be racing with so I'm just going to try and like like enjoy just like going as fast as I can in a boat and just kind of do it together if that makes sense. It'd be cool to ask you about like your experiences of going to America to row and like was rowing the like Mm. motivation to make that move and kind of what were your experiences rowing in the States compared to rowing in the UK? Yeah so um, without a shadow of a doubt um, definitely the best decision to go to the States and I would recommend that to like every junior row ever um for like like obviously a huge reason is literally just coming out with no debt that's the biggest single biggest should can be the only reason and kind of the reason I went in the first place to be honest I was like oh cool a free education that sounds a great idea but there was so much more um having actually been it's so much more than just free education it's like like where do I start so um like firstly like um uh in america being a student athlete is like the biggest deal it's like royalty among like um, among like students in in like in in america like in england i feel like oh so cool you play rowing you do rowing yeah cool that's great whereas in america it's like you're a student athlete cool like what do you play and they're like so interested and they'll ask you and like you'll just be walking around you'll be wearing kit and people are like oh what what do you do and they'll talk want to talk to you about it and like people just generally find it really cool um, and like some of like the athletes some of the sports not rowing but like gymnastics for example at UCLA was really big and had like went viral um like I don't know Caitlin Ohashi and like um people and like being part of that student athlete body was just like so special and it was so small because I like UCLA had like 42,000 students and I was like a few hundred of us or something I don't know and it was like so special just to be part of that and be among such like amazing people that already were Olympians, a lot of people going to be Olympians and it's like amazing people basically. Um, and then you got like you, the, the facilities were just like ridiculous. Um, like even for rowing, like rowing no one cares about really, but we basically root the benefits of like football um, and like everyone cares so much about like American football and they just raked in so much money. And there's this thing in America called Title Nine where it was basically you had to give equal opportunity to men and women. And that was really good for rowing because uh, they basically wanted more people, more women to come join sports and obviously that ended up being rowing in a lot of ways um, to like equate like the men in football and the opportunities in football. Um, and so like we ended up being able to like, and obviously share facilities with like all the rest of the sports and just like amazing facilities. And like we had like a fueling station, this huge locker room and this like, like just amazing um and like that's that is just like a really good place to like um a really good place to row and then like the support is like outstanding like you have like four coaches and it's their full-time job and they're normally really good at it and um um uh, and it's like that it's so important to them because it's such an important thing like if you win like the national championships in like america it's like a big deal um and that's really what everyone's striving for like every day um and then like to put it like and then I think the most special part is just the way the rowing works in America is that you race in like eights um and basically there are like three eights and a four so there's like 20 something athletes 
and um, you're ranked like first, second, third kind of vote, the fourth vote. And then like your points equate to like which boat it is and how well you do. And then if you win, you have to win by um, like all the team doing well. So if you have like one fast boat, it doesn't really matter. Like all of the boats have to do well because all your points get added up. And obviously the, the top boat get like higher weighted points. Um, but like still, like if your worst boat or like fourth boat is like the worst, like that that is that means you could lose your chances of like winning being a national champion, which is like the whole thing, you know. And so like there's so much of a team spirit, um, and it's just insane. So you've got like um like 30 people actually competing and then you have like all the other people um and you have some novices that are also competing and then so it's like almost 40 people competing and then you have loads of people as well on the team so you end up having like a group of like 50 girls and it's a real team environment where everyone wants everyone to do well like it's not it's really not about you because at least in your boat you're going to have eight other people and then you have to care about everyone and so it's all this team vibe of bringing everyone up and bringing all 50 people up together and um everyone's equally as important as everyone and that's just like I can't even put into words how special that is um and so um that's something that is really different to the UK as well I think um and um and like I found I still try and take traits from it from the from what I learned like in the US especially in England because I think it's such like an important um part of the I found it I found it ended up being such an important part of the sport for me um and so like yeah that's um that's why I totally that's like the main that's the main re- reasons I would recommend rowers to go to the to the states it's because it's such there's so many components of it that are like so amazing if that makes sense so how many years were you over there it was Los Angeles wasn't it yeah so I was so like we in America all the courses were like four years long so like you can just do four years and you kind of like pick a major um and so um you just kind of like in the four years you take the classes that you need for your major and you just pick three classes each time and you have to take loads of different like special requirements like you have to take a language for example and you have to take like a, di- a diversity requirement and you have to take a history and a sociology and all this other stuff and like the kind of classes you're not taking is ridiculous um so i did like a stats degree and i took like um uh, uh a theatre class um I took this class of like pop music in the LGBTQ community um I took a class on like um the holocaust um like like there's so many random things like but and I found like English, I think it was English classes and I found you come out with a way more well-rounded like education and actually that's I also think that's another reason why it's it's I would say it's um a good move to go to the US um so uh yeah it's just like um it's really different but and i think just the idea of moving across the world is such a like a uh like an important experience too um and like um like you learn so much about yourself when you're like jump like pushed into another culture um and even though like american culture seems so similar to like uk culture it's actually like really quite different sometimes um, and it kind of makes you realise what is British and and sometimes why Britain's so amazing. <laughs> and like, um, and this, like, oh, it's just, it's, and I, I also found it really helpful that I was in LA because LA is just like amazing. It's like sunny and um, the, we were like really close to the beach. And so it was just like, um, there was a really good place to go to uni. 
Bon, are you on mute? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> muted myself. Um, okay. And it was at uni where you met your girlfriend, isn't it? Your current girlfriend. Correct. Yeah. Um. So well, yeah, no. Well, no, actually. Um. So you, there's this regatta called Munich Regatta, um, that we do as juniors. Do you remember that, Sarah? Yeah. Um. So Saskia and I did that together in a four at Munich, like literally, like the year before we left. Um, and then. So both, like, obviously both British. And then, um, uh, and then we were, like, discussing, like, oh, where are you going for uni? And, like, um, I was like, oh, I'm going to UCLA. And then someone, another of, like, our friends was going to UVA. And she was kind of like, oh, do I go to UCLA or UVA? And can't really decide. And then, like, um, and she ended up coming to UCLA. And then, um, yeah, that's how we started being a thing. Are you now both in the senior squad together? Yeah, um, which has a lot of um, interesting um, dynamics. But yeah, so we both did, the first year, Saskia did sweep for 23s. And then every summer since, we've been in the same boat for 23 worlds. Um, and then last year, um, I was in double for senior worlds and she was a spare. And then uh, this year, we both scored on the team. So we we're both literally competing for the same spot in um an olympic boat um throughout the whole year and how have you found that has that been quite testing on your relationship or are you able to kind of keep your business in one box and your personal life in the other we've dealt with it really well but um it's hard to properly um compartmentalize business and um and like personal life in rowing because i feel like they're so intertwined so often like how you go on camp, you get in a normal job, you can't just, you, go, you don't go on camps together and just live together. Like, it's so like, it's it like it's so mixed in sport, you know, it can't, it's really hard to separate properly. Um, I think um, we were on the same team at UCLA for like, for four years. So that helped a lot um, because we got used to being on a team um, together, but we were never like, we were opposite sides in sweep. So we never actually were competing. Um, and we were pretty up, like we were pretty aware going into the team that it would be really weird that um, we like we were like competing against one another. Um, but like I like I just think we dealt with it really really well overall, and like it, so I think it's only made us stronger because we really like had to test like. Um, like really had to test us like but I think in the end we really just wanted one another to do well and like really just just wanted uh like I just wanted to see Saskia succeed that's all I really cared about and I kind of forgot that that could mean that I wouldn't succeed and I kind of just kind of put that aside and treated those two separate things and like um like vice versa I think we're both quite good just forgetting that um one person succeeding has any um had any effect on the other person possibly not so it kind of didn't feel like it was competition it kind of just felt like we were both trying our best and trying to be like our best rows we could be independent of the fact that we were against one another did you find rowing to be like an easy environment to like come out in and have an open girlfriend and especially like on the same team um uh since well i mean i went to uni in la so it was always going to be like okay to be quite honest um like um so I went to uni with a girlfriend from like school 
and then I did someone else on the team and then finally ended up being with Saskia um um and like when I went there was like no gay people on the team whatsoever like um it was just me um and I was quite <laughs> open about it in general because I hadn't really like thought about um I hadn't probably like thought about like how people might take it um and so, um, but then by like literally like, so literally everyone just kept coming out slowly. Um, I think it's kind of a thing that someone just kind of needed to be out and then all of a sudden other people felt more comfortable doing so. Um, and like literally at one point in the team, there was literally like 30 percent of the team that were like out and gay. Um, and so um, it, it, it became like a really uh, open and uh, accepting environment at UCLA. Um, and then I actually didn't have a choice, like, about um, uh, being out, like, in, like, British rowing, because I was already, like, it was already out. There was nothing I could do about it, so I kind of just had to own it. Um, and I never, never ever faced any problems whatsoever in the whole entire time. Like, I've never had any issues with it. I don't think anyone's ever discriminated against me. I don't feel like anyone's ever judged me. Like, I feel very, like, very accepted by all rowers, and I feel like, um it's it's not really a judgy sport you know everyone's quite down to earth um so yeah okay. I think that does make a big difference if it almost takes somebody to step forward and open up mm. and others to see that actually it's okay and no one really bats an eyelid mm. for other people in the same situation to feel comfortable because probably mm. up until you I think the only other two people that I knew of that were openly gay and in rowing were uh, Kiwi athletes. There's the mm. a couple within the squad, both male and female, that are openly gay. Yeah. Apart from that, I didn't really know anybody else within rowing, even though you'd probably assume that, that there would be, just because there is in all walks of life, we just not really talked about. Mm. Definitely, I agree. And then I think, like... Um... Like sometimes I think like it was a bit easier for me to be okay with being a bit different. Like being someone like a person of color, I've like been quite different, especially in rowing. Like I feel like like um, there's no other like black people in rowing hardly ever, and so I was kind of used to just owning who I was, even though it was quite different to everyone else. If that makes sense. So being like another minority was like okay, hand it over, like. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so um, I kind of felt like. Um, I kind of just got used to being okay with who I am and like proud of who I am and so um, well it didn't really matter what people like thought anyway if that made sense yeah no it does so if you had any advice for for youngsters coming through whether they're rowers or not what would it be that are kind of facing similar battles if you like um I think it's really difficult when like you're like in high school and stuff um, about just like being who you are. Um, and I think um, you really just have like, like, and it totally depends on like your close family and friends and how accepting they are, I guess. And I was really lucky to have like all my close friends and family were really accepting of like uh, me being gay and like just kind of like, oh, we love you anyway, no matter what and stuff. And that was really nice. Um, I think then you just have to remember that's all that matters if they are accepting. Like, it doesn't really matter what random people think if, like, they aren't happy with who you are. That shouldn't really matter. Um, and I think just, like, 
um like look at the people who are accepting of you and like look at the people who like are supportive of you and think like you're like brave for coming out instead of focusing on the people that um like maybe the one person that isn't um and like I said I've never had any um any like issues so it's hard for me to totally say but um that can be like also um a like um a note for people who are thinking about coming out is I've never had any issues and I've been like across the world and back and on like quite a national stage and I feel like even in like a professional environment as much as like British rowing to not have any issues has been like uh really good and I think like they shouldn't be scared of that because I think not many I haven't heard anyone having any issues everybody's got such different stories around it Mm. and I think like sport can be quite a nice uh, like I not a comfortable bubble but more of an accepting bubble to come out in in Mm. when you step outside of sport that's when you realize it it can be quite tricky Mm. and I guess my whole life is sport so it's hard for me to really step outside of sport Mm. (laughs) um yeah like I feel like yeah I've never I just I can't I think like when it starts to get issues is like maybe like real life things like when um you have to like explicitly explain to someone this is your girlfriend not just your friend the people calling your friend or something you know that's when it starts to get a bit annoying and like a bit awkward um but then when people know I feel like it's so easy just to be yourself you know yeah I agree that like being in a sporting bubble is really helpful yeah, for sure. Kind of going back to Rowan stuff, have you faced any like major challenges if that's like injury or mental stuff? Like, is there a time that you can think, you know, like that was really hard to get through? Um, yeah, really, really hard time. Um, uh not this december the december before um one of our teammates committed suicide um which was just like um uh like heartbreaking um that uh, it was really really hard um uh like Nat and i weren't particularly like close friends or anything but um like I said, our team was really, really close. All of our team was close. Um, and luckily for us, I think our team dealt with it in a way where we got closer because of it. Um, uh, and it made sure everyone did feel accepted and loved and okay with who they were. Um, and we took mental health things very, very seriously. Um, but yeah, that was like uh, uh, really difficult. Um, we had like group therapy sessions um, like every week and just made sure uh, like all of dialogues were really open and people felt they could share what they wanted to share and if they weren't okay it was okay not to be okay um, in general and it was okay to not want to come to training or something like we just went from being like a really quite aware team of like mental health to just being like the most extremist mental health advocates you can possibly imagine Um, um, so we were a group of 13 seniors who graduated all together on their own team and that was one of them um and so like as a group we were really close in general and we were already quite like 
it was our fourth year together on the team and we see each other like every single day like like for like six hours a day at least just at rowing, in a rowing sense and then outside of rowing we see each other even more um and so that was really hard loss for like like everyone um especially people who had known her for the last four years um and it was just like um it's just an unimaginable impact you have on a team because it's uh, yeah it was just really hard um and luckily I think everyone supported one another really well through it um and we managed to come out um or grow from it a lot together um um but I think the best thing we did with that was just made sure we kept talking about it and talking about uh how we felt and what we're feeling and stuff and I think that's something that I've now taken on like in life like wholeheartedly and I um I'm I think like mental health still isn't probably talked about as much as it should be and it isn't um people still aren't as open as they could be and I feel like I've tried to make sure like I I've got used to being really open with my teammates from UCLA and then now I'm I'm like I'm I ensure that I am still always open and lead the way for other people like in now my new team and the British rowing team to be like open say when everything's not okay and I don't I'd never wouldn't and now I would never judge anyone like um for saying they weren't okay and I think some people find that like a sense of weakness or something like that but that just seems like the strongest thing you could possibly do is say you're not okay um especially in a society that's all like go 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 and like sometimes doesn't have time for like how you actually feel like to slow down um and in an environment like the GB Rome team which is extremely highly stressful um I just think it's so okay not to be okay um and I've had like many stressful times but I think I, I still see a therapist and I just like make sure it's um I never I will always be some an advocate for anyone who's feeling like they aren't okay I just want to make sure they can have the space to talk about it because I think that is like not talking about it is deadly and that is nothing I would ever ever want to experience ever again and I would never want anyone to experience ever again and never want to feel anyone to wear the fit way anyone to feel the way Nat felt um and had to I felt the only way out was um to take her life so that's just um I don't want to say it's a huge lesson but I learned so much from it and um it was just by far the hardest thing I faced in sport no matter how stressful it is to um how stressful it is to like go to the Olympics or qualify for the Olympics it puts perspective on like the real issues in life you know and like like yeah by I was only like 20 maybe so like by 20 I'd already lost like a really close teammate so that was that was really hard yeah yeah I think it is so important that especially athletes well non-athletes too we spend so much time physically training or eating well or doing a rehab a lot of us do place less importance on the mental aspect of it, whether that's mm-hmm. mentally fine-tuning your your head or where you're at for a race or competition, but also like the off-pitch stuff, the the kind of off-water stuff, making sure mm-hmm. that you're mentally healthy and 
that I think it's so okay inclined. to feel bad. Yeah. 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 Um, like I just feel like they're so part and parcel of one another. Like if you're not mentally healthy, it's really hard to be physically healthy. Um, and I don't think they should be, uh, I don't think they are independent from each other. And I don't think people should think them are independent from one another. Um, and like, so I think like, um, as athletes and people who want to be like push our bodies to be the physical best, it takes a lot of mental health too. And I think that's why it's so important to like, it's just so, it's just so important. Yeah. So, okay, we've gone through some challenges and things. We'll, we'll move into a more positive light. Mm-hmm. What, what so far has been your highlights of, of your career so far? Um, uh, yeah, my highlights would be with um, like UCLA and just like, we were actually really quite bad at rowing, to be quite honest. We weren't, well, we weren't bad at rowing. We were good at rowing, but we weren't the best at rowing. We were nowhere near like national champion kind of like rowers um as an eight um but um and so like every year we had this like um race called the pac 12 which is like our region it's kind of like the midlands or something in like england but it's like pac 12 was like our thing it's like the west coast conference kind of thing and um like the first three years we came like sixth or seventh and we were like, um, and we were like so bad, and we just kind of came back every year, so sad. Um, and like, um, in our final year, after like everything we'd been through with losing that, and we'd taken quite a lot of time off rowing, to be quite honest, and just like healing and making sure everyone was okay, and putting like each our mental health first. And we grew so close. Like I can't even talk about how close we grew. Um, and like our eight, like oh, just a whole team was really close. And then our seniors, so there was like twelve of the seniors. Um, so we were graduating, and it was like our last time, our last chance at like doing well at like our Pac-12. Um, and for, what, for everyone else, this might not seem very good, but we ended up coming fourth, which for us was like we might actually be going to national championships. This is it. Like this is the stuff. Like, and our so like I was saying, there's like several boats. Um, and like so the varsity eight went first so I was in the varsity eight and so were most of the seniors and then so we watched our second varsity eight come down and so like as I said like each person each boat counts for different points um, and we watched our second varsity eight come and I think they came like it was kind of like second or third I can't even remember I can't even remember it anymore but all I remember is watching them come down and I was like flipping heck we're about to go to national championships. This is huge. Like they're about to like, I can't remember where they were coming, but they were beating someone at USC or something. And like all of us were just like cheering and chanting and just like, like full of energy and joy. And then like they came in and like, we all just ran to the boat, lifted them up, fell in the water, like crying with happiness and just like jumping up. And like, it was just like the most, um, like it was just like such a hard year and then all of a sudden we'd found like strength from it and all of us together it was our final chance and we'd finally just like done what we came to do and we were just like it was just the way we could share that all together it was just so emotional like all of us were just so happy and it was just like an amazing time and we didn't even in the end we actually didn't get to, we didn't get to national championship but still it felt like we were going to for those like five minutes which was great yeah no I like that story I like that somebody's like favorite achievement can be 
like not the biggest race in the world but just like the people that you've done it with and like what you've mm. come through to get there um yeah like that's awesome so kind of our last question in this lockdown series is just if you've got any tips for people in isolation I guess for your sport in particular it's like a pretty tough thing to deal with because you can't get in the water at the moment and um, mm. it's kind of yeah how are you coping with that and have you got any advice uh yeah so like my biggest advice um is like if you can um I would say like make a space where you do training and that's really difficult because like obviously a lot of people didn't have like um houses that permit that or like flats that permit that um but like for us like we're so we're basically in Saskia's um parents house in Devon very lucky um and they have like a summer house shed thing and we put us in the shed and like made it like that's the space where we go and do training and then we just kind of like leave it there and then come back um like home kind of thing and so obviously that's um like really like special and like um really hard to get but um like I think you really still have to especially as like a an athlete you have to dissociate between this is training space and time and this is like rest time um and so um I think they're just the biggest part of like training for me or like um keeping a healthy training balance for me is like making sure I can leave that somewhere and leave that at some time and like go back to just enjoying the whole day of quarantine <laughs> um so um that's like my best advice but I, I can't speak for like people who literally don't have the space for that but I guess you can still create that in a different way literally smashed it thank you so much oh thank yeah, like, you guys and like some of those topics aren't very easy to talk about so like really appreciate you doing that and being so open and honest and I think anybody who listens will definitely like take a lesson from that about looking after themselves and looking out for each other yeah, yeah well I'm sure. glad you guys made me feel like famous that like you want to do a podcast so thanks <laughs> <laughs> we're humbled that you came on we're so humbled, oh, yeah. I'm humbled we appreciate it <laughs> now thank you so much for your time bud and we yeah, wish you all the best on. for the coming season and and next year olympics hopefully Okay. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Cool. Cheers. Righteous among nations. Because we are doctors, lawyers, mothers, footballers, first minister, boat laureate. We're on the move, and I'm telling you, the glass ceiling's going. We're coming through. Rise up, eyes up, take the stage. Play your game, don't be afraid. You don't work your bar, or Jones of our Always be proud of who you are, girl. Gotta hold your head up high. Don't let this moment pass you by. You can be anything you believe you can be, girl. This world is waiting just for you. So go and shine and live the truth. You can be anything you believe you can be.